This is the one that I think is the most important. So if you don't do any any of these other ways of practicing your spiritual health, if you do this one, I think it might lead you to doing every single other method. So I, I think this is the most important way of, of checking your spiritual health and growing in your spirituality, in your soul. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Vibing Out with Texany. I'm your host with the most, Texany, aka Mr. World Vibe. And what we have here is a community to give local voices a public platform of shared ideas, knowledge, and perspectives. So welcome back to this mini series. You know, we always do mind, body, soul when we're here focused on holistic growth. That's the season that we're in with this podcast. But in this mini series, we've been talking about five ways to check your health, your mental, physical. And today we're finally talking about five ways to know and to check and assess if you're spiritually healthy. I think it's so important to go through these self-reflections, these diagnoses, because it's good to know where we're at, especially if we have goals on where we want to go. It's sometimes triggering. I've heard from some people, they said it's triggering to assess ourselves. But that being said, I've really enjoyed a lot of the people who have given me feedback on these mini, on this little mini series. And they said that, you know, they've enjoyed the five ways that I kind of, I guess, thought about. And I guess I just brought up five areas to look at in each mind, body and soul. So super excited for this one. Make sure you're subscribed to the podcast if you haven't already. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, however you're listening. Make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss another episode. We drop episodes weekly around here, so I'd love and appreciate if you stay tuned. And also, if you want to support the community in any way, make sure you follow the Instagram at vibing.wt. I have links in the description to get my book, How to Vibe Out, an ebook or audiobook. All right. You can get a t shirt. The V1 Classic is selling. And yeah, you can also join the Patreon if you want to get exclusive access to videos, more videos, more content as well. So with that being said, let's get started. Five ways to know if you're spiritually healthy, to check your spiritual health. This is a super important one. I know my spiritual health is the last that I really honestly think about. I'm very much focused on mind and body. That's how I am naturally. Even for a long time, I didn't even know what the spirit, how I connected to spirit, or I didn't know how to internalize and look towards my soul. I didn't know how to look further out, which I would refer to as the spirit, you know, your connection with that, which is outside of you. And I didn't know how to look inwards, which is, you know, your inner thoughts, emotions, feelings. So I didn't know either of those. I was very much stuck in my mind and body. But when you add that spiritual, that soul element, you're able to go so much further with yourself And I wonder how spiritual healthy we are, because it's not, I don't think it's very, very promoted in this life to focus on spirituality, focus on the soul. I don't know how mainstream that is. I think people are very much focused on, you know, mental health is huge now. It's so much bigger, so much more popular and prevalent to talk about. Physical health has always been important. So I hope you've done those two assessments. Go back and check the last two podcasts if you haven't yet. The way I score these 
is you listen to me explain each of the five ways. You can give yourself a zero to say, no, I, I don't, pra- I don't, I don't do that that method at all. You can give yourself a 0.5 to say, yeah, that that way of checking my health, I I kind of do that sometimes, but there is room for improvement or growth. Or you can give yourself a one to say, oh yeah, that method you're giving me, that that what thing you're saying, I do that all the way. So I want you to rate yourself as we do this assessment, so you can give yourself that assessment and really know where you're at and where you can go from there. So let's start with the first one here. The first way to practice your and to improve and to know if you're spiritually healthy is having and practicing faith. So that's a huge one. And faith is, um, you can talk about that in so many different regards. That's why I'm keeping it kind of vague, kind of broad. You can practice faith in a religious context. So if you are religious and you really practice your religion, whether that's, you know, talking about it, learning about it, practicing prayers or just doing the things that revolve around your religion. I think that is an aspect of spiritual health. So having the or practicing the faith. When I say having faith, that means maybe you're not spiritual. Maybe you just believe in the universe. Maybe you believe in the bigger picture and you believe in that things will fall into place. You might not have a religion that you are bound to. Maybe you believe in God, but you don't practice religion, you might just still have faith in the situation that you're in and you might just believe that things will happen how they're meant to. A lot of times in life, things are uncertain. A lot of life is not promised. A lot of things we don't know about. I like to believe personally that we are in control of 50% of our lives and the other 50% is out of our control. So that's how I like to look at it. And so I'm I've learned a lot about faith, actually, as I became religious and I, you know, uh, converted to Islam back in November 2021. So for me, I'm going to give myself for this one a 0.5 because I do need to do like my prayers more often. I do need to be learning about Islam more. But for the amount I've come, like how far I've come and where I'm at right now and how much faith I have... I'm going to give myself a 0.5. I'm giving myself a 0.5 to start. I wonder what you're giving yourself. Give you a moment to consider what I'm saying and rate yourself if you haven't already. Let's move on. Number two is operating from love, not ego. I love this one because I think when you understand what it means to operate from love, you are connected to your soul more. Like, you know, your soul is to do with love i feel like when you're really in touch with your inner self and i think as humans we're meant to show love and spread love i think we're also able to operate from ego i think that's a huge thing nowadays when you look at a lot of the ways that we live in this culture in this westernized culture where it's very much focused on achievement capitalism consumerism we definitely do a lot to secure ourselves we are chasing money success i'm guilty of that too i mean you have to to a certain extent you have to chase those things you have to be thinking and working towards success enough income if you're going to live around here that's just the truth of it but when you're operating from those things and those desires you are susceptible to having fears and insecurities about not having enough i have a whole chapter that in my book, How to Vibe Out, my favorite chapter in the whole book, 
was called Enough is Enough. And it's about how we, we are always wanting more and more. We need to come from a place where we have enough. And that's in, in line with operating from love. Loving others, not being so on the defensive side, not being so fearful. Operating from fear is something we do so much. And when we operate from fear, guys, we're operating from our ego. Our ego wants to protect us, right? Our ego wants to protect us as a as a person. So a lot of times we operate from ego, especially when you want to achieve and, and succeed in life. That's a lot of times that's operating from ego. Not all the time, but I think knowing how to differentiate between when you're coming from a place of love and care and compassion. Think about the emotions that come with operating from love versus ego. Think about what that means to you and look for examples in your day-to-day where you find yourself accidentally coming from a place of ego or intentionally coming from a place of love. I dare you to do that to do that uh, investigation in your life. I dare you to do that analyzation in your life and see where you end up. For me, I'm giving myself another 0.5 because I think I operate from ego a lot because I'm so focused on my success, my achievements in life. And I'm not mad at it. I have a really large confidence. Like I'm really confident in myself. So I do operate from ego a lot. But what I do for a living, guys, this podcast, my other business that I have, I find so much purpose and impact being able to provide for others, support and be there and impact others that my life right now, like the work I do gets me to that place. So I feel like every day I operate from love when I wake up and I get to do these things. So I think I'm in the middle. I'm gonna give myself another 0.5. Okay. So right now I have a one out of five, just past these two, these two ways. I wonder again, what you'd give yourself from operating from love, not ego. Think about it. Give yourself a rating and let's move on. Number three, emotional awareness. Big one. Big one. It's funny. When I wrote about emotional awareness in my book, How to Vibe Out, I put that in the mind section. But the more I've learned over the past two years, I'm realizing that emotional awareness is kind of a spiritual, or should I say more more importantly, a soul-based um, skill, you could say. Because I think your emotions are not so much in your mind, in your logical mind, your rational mind. I think it's more in your in your heart. I think obviously we don't we don't think from the heart, but the heart still as a concept is really where we find our emotions. And so being aware of your emotions is important because you have to operate from the right emotions in the right times. That's the goal anyways, right? I mean it's not always easy. Doesn't say doesn't mean you shouldn't feel certain emotions you should know how to feel certain emotions in certain settings. So if you're in a sad situation and you've lost a loved one or you've, you're grieving or something sad is going on, you should be able to tap into those feelings and not be emotionless. But also if you're in a stressful situation, maybe fight or flight, something's going on and you need to react in a way to protect yourself, to protect others, to not stress yourself out even more from a stressful situation. You need to be emotionally aware of what you're feeling and be able to say like, is this feeling of sadness or anger or frustration right now? Is that serving me? Is that doing anything positive for me? Or is that just making the situation worse? So that's again, that's emotional awareness. What emotions do you need to feel given the moment? When you're super emotional aware, You're actually aware of 
other people's emotions. So now if somebody's having a bad day, you can sense that. You can maybe care about their feelings and maybe bring them to a better place of their emotions. So it's it's your ability to um, understand your emotions for yourself and understand others' emotions and really operate from a place of self-awareness that gets you just, I don't know, you, you can limit the feelings that you don't want. You don't want to feel stressed, anxious, depressed, sad, angry, confused. You don't want to feel those all the time. So if you know what you feel and why you feel it, you can bring yourself back in to feeling the way you want to. It's so empowering, guys. I'm giving myself a one. I think I'm extremely emotional aware, emotionally aware. So I'm giving myself a one for this. I hope this description of what emotional awareness is, emotional intelligence, another way of naming it. Do your research about it. I want to know what you get from a 0.5 or 1. Think about it. Rate yourself on that one. Let's move on. we got two more here. Number four is understanding shortcomings. Now, this is a big one because I think there's so many parts of ourselves we can't see just in our day-to-day. Our, our shortcomings are often the things in our subconscious. So our subconscious is the part of ourselves we cannot see consciously. Most of the time we're awake, we're in our conscious mind, right? Our subconscious, it runs all the time when we are conscious. So when we're conscious, we are making a lot of decisions subconsciously. So we're moving and our brain and our mind is making decisions for us. You know, you have ever driven home from a long day of work and then you get home and you're like, how did I get home? Like, did I run past a red light? Like, how did I make it here? You weren't unconscious, like you were consciously driving, but your subconscious was driving. It was making decisions kind of in the background. So when you don't need to be thinking and making decisions with your, I think it's called your executive functioning from your brain, making that's the part of your brain that makes complex decisions. Like driving is a lot of complex decisions. For example, a lot of conversations and connections with others requires decision-making, problem-solving. When you don't need to focus on that a lot, your subconscious takes over. And it can take over in a negative way because this can be a lot of the things that have carried you in your life until now. For example, your fears, phobias, traumas, insecurities. So a lot of the parts in your life that have not served you, but have still protected you and shaped who you are and your rearing and how you were raised, a lot of those things come with you to where you're at now if you don't make the space and time to go back and reflect and actually like understand these shortcomings. I call them shortcomings because they're not things that really serve you. How often do our traumas and our fears serve us? I'm going to say they don't really serve us if we don't really understand them. They might just be actually an impediment or blocking us from, for example, connecting with others in relationships, um, growing in terms of like if you have a phobia. For example, for me, I cannot swim that well. (laughs) And I've had literally near-death experiences in water. So it's not to say I wouldn't try to learn to swim. I, I... I like going in water. I like trying, but I think that's like a, it's something that's like held me back because I haven't been able to learn till now. So like, that's something for me, for example, right? We all have those shortcomings in our personalities, in our skills. So understanding those and tapping into the soul, maybe you go to therapy. That's a great way to understand your shortcomings. Maybe you get coached. 
Hey, what's up, guys? I coach. I do deep coaching sessions with my clients, and we like to talk about things that you don't really think about a lot. They're in your subconscious. You can't really deal with these by yourself sometimes. You need time to sit, reflect, and so that's one that is super important. For me, I'm giving myself a 0.5 because I feel like I've done a lot of work up until now to even have this conversation with you guys. I've wrote about things in my book, like, for example, shadow work. I've learned a little bit about myself and where I'm at because I don't have that many insecurities anymore. Like I said, I'm a very confident person. I have a high self-esteem and self-respect for myself. And that's come from a place of learning where I came from and, uh, and accepting, a lot of accepting of who I was, who I am, everything I am, right? As Kanye once said, everything I'm not made me everything I am. <laughs> I'm just quoting Kanye there, but you feel me, right? So give yourself a rating on that. I'm giving myself a 0.5. So, so far I have a 2.5 out of 5. So not the best guys. Like I'm telling you, I need to work a lot in spiritual health, but the last one here, this is the one that I think is the most important. So if you don't do any, any of these other ways of practicing your spiritual health, if you do this one, I think it might lead you to doing every single other method. So I, I think this is the most important way of, of checking your spiritual health and growing in your spirituality, in your soul. And shout out Aruba, Mind Your Matter on Instagram. She kind of uh, gave me this, this realization that this is the most important method of spiritual health or soul health. I, I agree. And it is practicing self-reflection. That's it. Like there's so many ways to self-reflect. For me, I used to make a lot of music. I used to make a lot of music and write a lot. I, I, I didn't release music, but I wrote a lot. I still have a lot of my lyrics and songs. That's how I used to self-reflect. I wasn't very conscious back then, but I did write very personal music. You know, nowadays I have a journal. I write in my journal. I try to write in it every day. I've done a lot of journal writing. I think that's the most popular and easiest and most effective way to practice self-reflection is to journal. So there are different ways of reflecting. You can, like I said, write music, write in your journal. Maybe you do a lot of art, visual art, different forms of art. Maybe you just have people you talk to all the time and you always reflect. You have deep conversations with others. You see how the self-reflecting kind of folds into understanding shortcomings because you get a moment of analyzing yourself. When you self-reflect, you're going to dig into your emotions and why you feel certain ways. When you self-reflect, you might understand how to operate from love, not ego, because you understand why you do certain things, why you think certain things. If you're self-reflecting, maybe that'll give you like more clarity in life and you can just relax and say, you know what? Things are making sense because I'm seeing things in front of me. I'm, I'm having conversations. I'm writing things. Maybe you increase your faith in, in everything working out because you're reflecting. So that's why I'm saying self-reflection really is the most important one. And I saved it for the last because I hope by listening to this whole podcast, you'll understand where self-reflection is baked into all these other ways. So yeah, those are the five things for myself. I'm giving myself a mm, 0.5 for practicing self-reflection. I just got this journal, the jab journal. I've been enjoying it a lot, trying to write in it every day. And so I'm definitely giving myself a 0.5 for self-reflection. That gives me in total a 3 out of 5. So I'm, I'm okay with the spiritual health, but I know this is an area I need to work on. And it's just good to know which things are important. So now I know which areas to focus on. I really hope you 
have rated yourself on each one of these things, given yourself a total score. And if you have any questions or you want to figure out how to up your score here so you can feel more spiritually and healthy and more healthy in your soul, message me. Let's have a conversation. Let's see what we can do. Let's see if we can work together or come up with some strategies that will get you higher in this score because it's very important, guys. Spiritual health, soul health, super important to your growth. So that's the episode. I hope you enjoyed it. We are finally done our five ways to check your health, mental, physical, and spiritual. Make sure you go back, check out the other episodes, check out your scores, see which ones you're the best in, mind, body, your soul, and see which ones you need the most work in. And I challenge you to go out there and do the work for yourself. It's not easy, but it's so important. You're going to see next week, I'm going to be dropping a new mini-series. This is going to be fun because in this mini-series, I was kind of getting you guys to do the work, you know, check your mental health, check your physical health, check your spiritual health. I'm asking you to do the work for yourself. And like I said, it can be triggering. It's hard to do that work. So next week, I'm going to be doing something different. I'm going to be talking about my personal enemies in the mind, body, and soul. So I'm going to have a moment where I'm going to look at myself and talk about things I'm going through. So I'm not just all about telling you guys, do this, do that, do this, do that. Like, I'm going through things too. So I want you guys to know what my enemy is in the mind, what my enemy is in the body, and what my enemy is in the soul. So you'll have a chance to know what I'm going through, and maybe you can relate. Maybe that'll give you a chance to, again, self-reflect for yourself and figure out where you're at. So that's coming up next week. Thank you so much for listening to this mini-series. I'll see you soon. Take care. Have a great day. All right, this has been Vibing Out with Texany. I'm your host with the most, Texany, a.k.a. Mr. World Vibe, and I'm signing out. Peace.